Good or bad, change is inevitable. Most people need some sort of guidebook to navigate the changes for personal growth. Welcome to A New You with Liz Tupling. Now there's a show that helps you through your personal transformation by providing answers, anecdotes, and tips that work. Now, here's your host, Liz Tupling. Hello and welcome. It's a new day and you're listening to A New You with myself, Liz Tupling, on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel. As always, folks, I'm so grateful that you've chosen to take some time out of your day to be with us. So in our time together today, we're going to be talking about the topic of being the change and what that looks like. So in some of our past episodes, we focused our energy on how we're going to respond to change, um, how we address expected change, unexpected change, and how even we can navigate change even from a conscious point of view. But today's conversation is a little bit different, a twist on the prior topics. So here's what we're going to be doing. We're going to focus our attention today on still you being the invitation to something different, to the new you that we've been talking about, to stepping into a space of more choice, more possibility, more freedom, whatever it is you desire. But the twist today is, is you carving out the new reality. It's not so much you responding to what's coming at you, but it's you being the initiator of the new reality that you might have thought about embarking on for a long time. But just making some steps and putting plans together and really visualizing and and going into the space of how to carve out that reality, how to kick it off, and what do you want to and who do you want to bring into your reality. So those are some of the things that we're going to delve into today. So you know, as we do, and and before we bring on our guests, I really want to challenge you again to think about, you know, what is something or a number of things that you've always thought about doing? Maybe you've thought about being or changing or creating, but you, you stopped yourself short of it because you thought maybe I don't have the money, I don't have the time, I don't have the support. Or if we're going to go really, really deep on this, folks, maybe and there's a real unconscious kind of thing that goes on with people, maybe there's a hidden belief or a conflict within you that you simply don't deserve some of the amazing things that could come from the change that you've been contemplating. So all that said, though, I encourage you to continue to ask the questions, to really, really be in the space of what could be available to you if you were to contemplate the difference, the different things that you have never really opened yourself up to before. You know, so contemplation and putting it into action, two different things, right? But, you know, when you give some space or you create some space to be in the action of things, then you turn things around and you decide that you're going to um, be the change that you've always wanted to be. And this is today's episode is like all other episodes, truly a call to action to that, you know, to put yourself into the space of being the change. And so really for any of you who have abandoned that idea in the past or discarded some of those seeds of ideas um, or the intentions behind these ideas I encourage you to revisit them 
um, re-engage with them, bring them into your reality again through intention and through putting your attention on what is possible for you. Maybe it's the business that you've always thought about starting. Maybe it's a creative pursuit, something um, musical, something, um, you know, in the art world. Maybe it's a sport that you've always wanted to play, um, lessons that you've always wanted to take, whatever it is, you know, just carving out that space. It also can require in doing that that you let go, let go. You know, part of space creation is letting go of what's been filling you up and dominating your interior world that keeps you stuck in limitation. So maybe it means letting go of people or letting go of things um, that you've misaligned with or that you're no longer aligned with and that has created struggle, that has created um, stuckness. So regardless, these are all really important questions to consider when you're perhaps entertaining the idea of being the change, not responding to it, but being the change. So um, if this connects with you, I really do encourage you to further explore, you know, find the fuel in your life. And fuel is different. We can use the word food, fuel, whatever it is, energy, you know, find that who or what fills up your tank. Um, who or what can add and contribute to your aspirations, can be the inspiration, can add the creative dynamic energy that becomes the catalyst for you to be the change. So, and if those questions as larger questions seem daunting to you, let's go with this. We can simplify it. Can you simply be willing to explore, to even just daydream, Simply visualize what it is the change you've contemplated could look like if it came into your physical reality or if you consciously brought it into your physical reality. We can go with that level too. You know, so what, however you want to move into this space to be and align with the energy of change, of change and, and possibility, it's your choice. It's always your choice. So I encourage you today to consider something different, be the difference. And um, I think the whole topic of being the difference truly is the perfect segue into an introduction of my guest today, who I'm so excited to have you meet, spend time with, and, and um, learn about. My guest today, David King, um, dear, dear friend and respected being that I hold in such high regard. It's sitting next to me, actually, right now. Um, David was, a little bit about David. David was adopted as an infant from an orphanage in Indiana in 1970. He and his husband, Jeffrey King, have been together for 24 years. It might be over 24 years now. Uh, in 1970, sorry, 1997, <laughs> 1977, you would have been four. Um, 1997, they adopted their first daughter, followed by the adoption of a second daughter in 1999 and a third daughter in 2005. Together, David and Jeffrey own Jeffrey King Interiors in Birmingham, Michigan. David has been involved in Variety, the children's charity in Detroit for over 20 years and currently serves as the president of Variety, which serves thousands of children with unique and special needs every year. 
this is a remarkable individual who I am so, so, so thrilled is sitting next to me. I can call him dear friend and family, and um, he's here with us to share some time today. Welcome, David. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. It's wonderful to have you here. So, um, so today's episode, Being the Change, when I contemplated this topic, you were the person that came to mind because you and, and the courageous way that you, you and Jeffrey show up every day to me is the epitome of the energy of being change. And so I, I really view you as a person, David, who, who shows up in many ways. You show up as the initiator, the innovator, the explorer, the for sure rule breaker, <laughs> um, the survivor, the trailblazer. And so you're a very, very humble person and you show up in a humbled way. So I don't know if all of those, um, those distinctions uh, sit well with you, but they truly can be attributed to you. And for all of those ways that you show up, I'm very grateful um, and, and you and Jeffrey combined. So thank you for everything that you do in our communities here and just um, just what you bring to humanity. So thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. I, I, I love what I do. And, and uh, you know, I try to be authentic and be the person that I was meant to be each and every day. And some days it's a little easy, some days a little hard, Yeah. but uh, I show up. You do. You do. So one of the ways in which <clears throat> both you and Jeffrey show up that I, I want to talk to you about today is, you know, Jeffrey King Interiors has been around for a long time in, in this part of the world outside Detroit. And um, knowing you and Jeffrey and the way and, and the people that are a part of an integral part of your business, I've learned how this whole thing, sh- you know, actually plays out in the world through you guys. And um, the world of interior decorating design is, is is a it creates a function of change for people and you guys walk into people's homes and you are the initiator the innovator and the creator of it and i want to talk to you a little bit about that um you tran- transform people's lives from the inside out you you carve out a very intimate relationship with them by spending time with them in their homes and getting a sense of what their vision is um Tell a new you listener about how that actually works when you walk into someone's life. Um, you ultimately kind of become their family um, and you create with them. What is that like? It's, it's a long journey. You know, you meet with people. You first see if you are connected with them. You identify with them. Sometimes you might not be, and that's okay too. Um, and then you spend months of everything from, you know, architectural drawings to going to the design center to sitting on furniture for months and months and months. And then you finally do what we like to call is the unveiling for a client. And we try to keep them out of the house. And so a lot of times clients have forgotten even what some of the stuff was because it's, you've been working so long together. And so by the, you know, when they come in and they see an entire space that's been created into the home of their dreams you know, it's a really, it's, it's an inspiring, it's exciting. It's, you know, all of those great things, but, you know, just have the phone call like three months later saying, you know, we can't believe, you know, this is our home that we have, you know, this is you know a lifestyle that we have now. Um, you know, you've you know, changed, you know, the way we think, the way we live, the way, way we 
do you know what we would have done in the past, which is what we do you and are now doing in the future, and uh, you know the clients is you know just so appreciative and you know and then it's almost kind of sad at the end because it's like an amicable divorce because yeah. you've spent months with these people and created you know you're part of their lives and now you're there's an ending to yeah, it. There's a separation that's going to happen. So we move on and they stay there. And yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it, for the most part. It, you know, knock on wood, it always, you know, the journey always ends with both parties very happy. Yeah. So when you create in their homes and you said like you create um, a lifestyle and, and so you're, you're literally kind of getting into their interior space, knowing them as people and how they function and getting a sense of the flow of their family and the flow of their everyday lives. Like you're right in their stuff too, aren't you? Like Absolutely. the good, the bad, the ugly, the happy, the shitty, the whatever it is. The like fighting, the, oh yeah. how much does this cost? I mean, you know, some of them might end in a divorce. I mean, you just never, you don't know. <laughs> you never how know. Much, how much money is my wife spending? Right. Or, or my husband, husband or, shaking yeah. his head no. And the wife is saying, oh yeah, I want that. I want that. And I want that. So, yeah, you know, it is, it's, you know, you're put in some awkward positions sometimes, but you know, I just take a step back and let yeah. their energy do what they're going to do. And, you know, yeah. I propose or we propose what we think is the best plan for them. And right. then a lot of sometimes they'll pluck things out that just, yep. you know, we call them down the road, yeah. you know, expenses. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. But it is really a process of transformation because as, as people, I mean, you know this, you see it as they're. Um, their worlds change, like the physical landscape of where they're living changes. And maybe there's even more ease created um, in that change because of what you and Jeffrey bring to um, their homes and their living environments. They change as well. It, gets, it seems it could be like a very kind of um, synergistic kind of process right like can, there's something that aligns there right you can see like almost like their shoulders kind of relax they've been living in boxes or chaos or yeah. all of that in while waiting for the real house to get done and once that's done and they're you, know, you check in with them like three months later they just seem lighter you know they yeah. seem freer it's you know everything's you know boxes are unpacked they're organized the kids are at school you know mom's at yoga <laughs> you know they're everyone's can now live, you know, their authentic life as much as they can because they're not stuck waiting for that transformation to continue. It's now been done for them. Mm -hmm. And and that's and that's the beautiful part of of what you and Jeffrey bring is, you know, you are woven into that change, and um, because of how the two of you show up, you show up with a lot of ingenuity and innovative and and the willingness, which is. You know, it's the risk that we take when we propose to a client something completely outside the box of Absolutely. what they would have ever considered. But you bring those those outside of the box ideas into their worlds, and then before you know it, they're happening. Right, it's set in motion. Yeah, and they're on the roller coaster with me, and yeah. you know, yeah. the ride can be bumpy, but it's usually uh, exhilarating and uh, thrilling, and. Um, most clients I've never heard have never said that they, you know, were nervous in the beginning. Yeah. And then once it was done, they were so excited and so happy that they went through with it. Yeah. Yeah. And you have worked on properties all around the world. Yeah. You know, kind of like you've worked in properties or on properties and homes in Dominican Republic. You've worked um, my Miami area. Miami, as well. West Palm Beach, we Hong Kong. 
um, Arizona. Um, yeah, we've been very fortunate to be uh, travel. Yeah, the country globally. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So when you're going into even other countries, you're going into into work with someone and designing their ideal living space or working space. You're also dealing with kind of cross cultural considerations and weaving language that, barriers. Yeah. You know, um, it, cultural differences. You know, they teach us as well. You know, yep. like when we're in the Dominican Republic, things that I would never put in my home. <laughs> you know, it's fair game there. It's fair game there, and they love it. And so you learn to love it too, and <laughs> you learn to embrace it. And uh, um, yeah, so it's been it's it's great to have some um, yeah yeah new things that are taught to me as well. Keeps the yeah. keeps the business exciting. Well, it's beautiful that you're open to learning new things and receiving maybe some new ideas um, that that come to you as a result of stepping into someone else's world on the other part of the globe, you know, so that's really cool. So in, in a short amount of time here, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to continue this discussion with David um, around kind of being the innovator of change, being the initiator of change, but, but more from a, a, another space that David and his husband, Jeffrey have moved into over the years. And that is, you know, where they took their relationship and, um, and kind of broaden it into the very conscious choice to, to adopt and raise a family as a same-sex couple in um, in a very conservative Midwestern um, area outside Detroit. So we're going to get into that conversation. I thank you so much, folks, for joining me, Liz Tupling, on A New You, the empowerment channel this morning with my host, or sorry, with my guest. <laughs> you could be a host at some <laughs> point, too. Who the hell knows? Um, David, I'm taking over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> David King. And we'll come back from break in a minute. But if you are, as I always say, vibing on this episode and what you're hearing, please reach out to me. Suggestions, feedback, Elizabeth at MySoulGrowth.com or just email me at MySoulGrowth. And certainly feel free to get in touch with David at David at JeffreyKingInteriors.com. Definitely reach out to him. He welcomes it, invites it, and we'll uh, be with you after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're on Alexa smart speakers and connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Play Being Here podcast on Apple Podcasts. Try it now. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. On the Right Road with host Paula Phillips has arrived at Voice America. With remarkable heart and realness, this popular program brings inspiration, ideas, opportunities, and help to teachers and parents around the globe who work daily to guide kids on the right road in school and in life. Join the Right Road family of kindness, uplifting, and support. Tune in to On the Right Road, live every first and third Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? 
Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work, and you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Follow the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Twitter. You already know we're full of great ideas, and our hosts have plenty to say. We want to hear from you, too. Be sure to follow us at VA Empowerment and come back every day to see what's next. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to A New You with Liz Tupling. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Elizabeth at mysoulgrowth.com. Now, back to A New You. You're listening to A New You with myself, Liz Tupling, and my guest, David King. We have already started having so much fun that it is ridiculous. <laughs> with no alcohol. With no alcohol. Nothing. We could change that, but um, <laughs> we're trying to err on the side of caution this right. Friday morning. So so before the break, we were talking about the work that um, David and his husband, Jeffrey, do in on the world of interior design and decorating, how they um, become a part of the fabric of people's lives as the initiator of change in that regard. But there's another arena in which David and Jeffrey have... Um, really taken ownership of a different kind of change that I that I want to bring into the conversation, and and that is a, a very conscious and mindful decision that David and his husband made years ago. Um, and I introduced it a little bit before the break, and that was you know as a same sex couple to to um, to adopt and raise three biracial children in this area, uh, about 40 minutes outside Detroit, fairly conservative, and at that time, not very diverse area culturally or racially. And um, as initiators of some big change, made that decision. And um, there's a lot that went into that decision. Obviously, it took some time, quite a bit of consideration, and um, an and a incredible journey ensued. David and so and I've known you for for a lot of that journey but you know just making the decision with Jeffrey to do that probably not realizing that you were blazing trails at the time what's that been like as as you know as change makers 
Well, I always, people, when people say the word trailblazer, it doesn't really resonate with me because I did, Jeffrey or myself didn't realize we were blazing anything. But um, you know, I think you left out, there are all three girls. So yes. Um, <laughs> that's, yes. a, that's a journey on its own. But, you know, I, I always knew that I wanted to have children. I didn't know what that looked like for me. I didn't know, you know, it was closeted for many years. I grew up in a small rural town. Um, and when I met Jeffrey, I think our first date, uh, our conversation was about children, which I found extremely interesting because most men I'd been on dates with are, were very selfish and, and into themselves. And, you know, the idea of sharing, you know, of themselves with another human being and raising and taking, you know, a part of them away from the party scene or, you know, the shopping scene or all of that stuff, which I still found I could still make it happen. Um, <laughs> <you're so> talented. <laughs> but, you know, I think that, um, you know, we started the conversation, we pursued it. I really never thought and we met with an adoption agency. It was very new in the, in, 1997 of same sex couples adopting. Sure. Um, but we met with a great agency. Um, it was a lot of fingerprints and FBI background checks and, um, and I cleared all of them and, um, Wonderful. Shocker. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and we, you know, we started our journey. I didn't know where that journey was going to take us. I ended up, uh, meeting, um, our first daughter's grandmother. I was a going through hair school at the time. And um, she had heard that Jeffrey and I had been approved for adoption. And one day said, you know, my daughter's pregnant, you know, you can have her baby. And that just sounded wow. so like, like I'm at Myers and you can yeah. have a box yeah. of frosted flakes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I went home and I told Jeffrey and he's like, that's just not, nobody, nobody says, says that. That, right. it, that just doesn't happen. And so, you know, two days later we were with this birth mother and she was living in our house and we put her up in a two days later, two days later, a stranger in our house, pregnant. That wasn't meant to be, huh? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we ended up putting her apartment around the corner, you know, and, uh, when she was born and then shortly after that, the agency called and said that we have another baby girl that, uh, was, looking for a home. And of course I will never say no. That's nope. why I have Jeffrey as my rock. Cause I would have 38 children mm -hmm. you would. and I'd be in a mental ward. But, um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, some time went, we were kind of done. And then in 2005, uh, our youngest, uh, was born and we got the phone call and yet again, we jumped in the car and drove down to Ohio and, and brought her home. And it's, it's, you know, it's been a crazy ride. I mean, I, I, I'm the hormones, the, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, everything that comes with it. Oh boy. It's, it's been a crazy ride. Wouldn't change it for the world, but, um, I certainly, um, they've taught me, uh, they've taught me a lot about being, um, unselfish and, mm -hmm. and, and always mm -hmm. considering others, which I think kind of brought me into the charity world of mm -hmm. the children of variety that we serve here in Metro Detroit. And, um, you know, and they, they challenge me every day. And so I try to keep an open mind. Some days <laughs> is easier <laughs> than others. Right. <laughs> and there's some days I want to run, but I don't. Um, and you know, it, it, it's, it was for Jeffrey and I, and I always say that there, there is a reason 
it, you know, it's a plan for everybody. And if you just are open to it, open enough to it to ride the ride, because if you hear the story in which the, our kids kind of came into our lives, it just doesn't, it just seems right. like it's one of those things you go, that couldn't happen that way, right. but it did. And, um, so there was a, a reason that they're in our life. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think that in our community, um, we've been very fortunate that they've had a lot of support, um, not a lot of backlash. And if it has, it's certainly been behind our back. I've never had anybody mm -hmm. say what you're doing is wrong. Mm -hmm. um, I'll agree with that. And, you know, and I, and I look at it like, you know, um, good, bad, or indifferent, they were all meant to be with us. Mm -hmm. And so I just try to find that happy medium that keeps, you know, keeps us a family. Mm -hmm. And you are a true, true family. You're a unified, um, you know, very cohesive unit of people. And so, um, and that's, you know, not for the faint of heart. I think that in, you know, traditional families that can be a struggle and, and, you know, there's a non-traditional kind of family format here in place, but, but yet, like, as you pointed out, and I've observed it personally, in this community wrapped itself around you and really never, and we were talking about this before we started the show, but really never created distinctions and differentiations no. with you, Jeffrey, and the girls. It was always like, that's David and Jeffrey and the girls, you know, um, and, you know, before we, we started the show, David was mentioning or re referring to clients who sometimes maybe their husbands would kind of make a comment about, well, you know, these guys are these right. what guys are they doing are, raising kids. Raise, yeah. What right did they have to be right. raising kids? And right. then if they spend an evening with us or, or even a couple hours, I would hear back from the wives that, you know, they're no different than our family. I mean, there, there's a poopy diaper, there's a kid getting fed, there's one yeah. in the bathtub and it, yeah. Their house is just as chaotic as ours. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, um, again, there's courage behind the the um, initiation of a life choice, a lot of courage. Um, and knowing what I know of you and Jeffrey, I also applaud you for the, the very fact that when you make these decisions to show up the way you show up, you also don't put a lot of thought into the potential backlash you move forward. And that is the definition of courage, the willingness to be that vulnerable through sometimes not even considering the backlash, if that makes any sense, to just move forward. You know, so I, I guess my one of the questions that I also had for you is what pearl of wisdom or piece of advice would you share with someone who is contemplating carving out some really substantial change um, it, maybe it is embarking on the adoption process. Maybe it is even the choice and the decision to come out. Um, what would you say to them? How would you guide them? You know, I, I always say that when you use coming out as, a, as an option here, um, that the fear of coming out is much greater than coming out. Mm -hmm. The anticipation, the, the anticipation of, yeah. of coming out, the reaction of the people or your family around you that you think you always think the worst. So you think they're, they're going to cut me off. They're not going to talk to me. I'm going to be alone. And most people that have come out either later in life or, you know, people that I know, even young, younger kids that have come up to me, they're always say to me, I wish I would have done this years ago. 
Yeah. Because I've had all this angst. I've had all this anxiety. I've had all this stress. I've had all this depression because I felt like, you know, my life would be over if I came out. And really, once I came out and I was who I am, it set me free. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very freeing to be just you, no matter what that is. Oh my gosh, that's so, so important that you just said that to someone who's listening right now who is struggling with this idea of identity and freedom of the ability to uh, to be free in your identity. And just, um, you know, we were also talking before the show, like how much anxiety is created in one human being when they're not, or they believe they're not in a position to fully possess their identity and to be that identity and to align with it with pride and, and experience joy as a result of aligning with it. There's a lot of anxiety and angst that comes from living outside of your true identity. There's so much pressure put on acceptance or, you know, or, or light being shut on from your family of who you should be. And not where I try to teach my kids, just be you. Be whatever it is that yeah. you choose, be you. Because if I can see the happiness resonate from you, that's all you can ask for as a parent. And, and you and Jeffrey lead by example in that regard. Um, you know, if you never said one thing to your three girls about what you just said, they've they've always been able to witness it and observe it and um, and partake in it because that's how you and Jeffrey are. You just be you guys. So, you know, um, so that's something that they've had that the benefit, um, and kind of, they are the byproduct of two incredibly loving, beautiful souls as uh, who have brought them, um, to this place in life just through being them. Um, David, I want to share a Brene Brown quote with you and just kind of, um, maybe dig into your reaction to the quote or just get a, um, some feedback from you on it. Um, so Brene Brown, you can choose courage or you can choose comfort, but you cannot have both. So that's quite a statement. Um, choose courage or comfort, but you can't have both. What are your thoughts on those words and, and what comes up even just hearing the quote for you? What's your awareness around that? Um, my awareness around, I, I, I choose courage. Um, you know, I think without courage, you can't make change and without making change, you can't move forward. Mm -hmm. So I don't find it's too easy to sit in comfort. Mm -hmm. Um, it's much harder to move through with courage, but it takes courage to change. And once you change, you grow. So I would, I would resonate with the courage aspect of it. Has it always been any time you've stepped into the space of courage? Was it always uncomfortable though, or was it a mixed bag? Sometimes a mixed bag. I mean, yeah. it, it, sometimes it's uncomfortable. You know, getting up and speaking in front of hundreds of people is mm-hmm. uh, not something. Five years ago, I would say that I would be jumping up and down, going, "Oh, can't we do that?" Um, but you know, once you do it and you move through it. And then it's almost like a thrill. Like you're looking for the next one now. You're like, I, I got this. I yeah. can do this. I've got this. Yeah. Yeah. I've in, in what you're touching on is just, you know, the willingness to stretch. Right. Go outside your comfort zone. Right. 
right. know, to take a little, a little step outside of your, your box and you'll be amazed the changes that it can come by doing so. Did you, when you did that over, I mean, over your lifetime, when you went into some of those scary spaces and said, okay, I'm stretching, it's not feeling all that great. But did you find that the, the, you know, you just pointed to the rewards and, but did you find that in those rewards, it just built a different you, you know, like layer upon layer of kind of creating. It definitely makes you stronger Mm -hmm. and it makes those courageous moments a little easier. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's still, you know, I still get that little belly. Yeah. Twinge. Twinge. And when I like pull back the curtain, see all the people that are out there that I go to talk in front of. And when I get out there and I just think of the, like I said to you before, like the th- I, I'm speaking for the thousands of children from Metro Detroit that we're mm-hmm. helping. So mm-hmm. it's the really the kids speaking through me so that mm-hmm. fear kind of just goes out the back door. Mm-hmm. And then usually when I'm done, I barely remember what I said, but right. <laughs> I just, right. if they're clapping, I'm happy. You were in the flow, yeah, right? That's, that's, flow. that's literally when um, we're, we're just owning that moment because like you said, it's, it's for you, it's you being the voice of all of these kids that you represent. And, and, and we're going to talk about that after the break. And cause it's a conversation that I really want to have with you, David, about visibility and being seen. And what does that, what has that come to mean for you? The visibility option versus the anonymity option and, and, um, you know, how have you adapted to the space of visibility? So we're going to talk about that after the break. And I look forward to continuing this conversation with my guest, David King. And you are listening to A New You with Liz Tupling on the Empowerment Channel. Be back in a couple minutes. on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Join host Marla Goldberg each week for guided spirit conversations. This show puts you, the listener, in touch with some exciting guests. Hear how they've helped others and find out how you can help too through Marla's charity shoutouts. Are you ready to shift your current life experience? We've got tips, tools, and techniques designed to help you get started. Guided Spirit Conversations can be heard Thursdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Follow the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Twitter. You already know we're full of great ideas, and our hosts have plenty to say. We want to hear from you, too. Be sure to follow us at VA Empowerment and come back every day to see what's next. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. 
Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to A New You with Liz Tupling. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Elizabeth at mysoulgrowth.com. Now, back to A New You. Welcome back to A New You with myself, Liz Tupling, and my guest, David King. It's a Friday morning and we're having a lot of fun. <laughs> so um, we are going to um, come back to the conversation that we started uh, before the break, which was kind of the topic of, um, you know, being the innovator and the initiator of change. But with that, um, uh, the accompanied visibility and, and even accessibility that other folks have to us as someone who is standing out as the um, as the initiator of the change, and so we started that conversation. And here's where I want to take it, David, if you're okay with this. But I just kind of want to go to the idea of like cultural paradigms and what our society has historically viewed as acceptable ways of being and existing and showing up. And I really want to delve into um, what you and Jeffrey have done in breaking down a lot of those barriers. And in you personally, with your with your work with variety, um, and you know, just being the the uh, person who relays a lot of messages to our communities here in the Detroit area, um, and I think your message is one of breaking down barriers, and it also requires you to be very visible, um, and that's that's heightened over time for you. You're a more, I would say, I mean, I think you would be uncomfortable with me saying this, but more of a public persona and figure as the voice of variety in this area. How has that changed you or how has that um, shifted some things in you just as being more seen and more visible? You know, I try every day just to stay really humble and, 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 my motto is just to show up. I mean, I don't, I don't really look f- through my whole week. I look what tomorrow shows for me. Yep. And sometimes even just today. Or just sometimes <laughs> just today. I'm just trying to get through this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I, I think by changing even people's perceptions or what they thought even a, a gay couple with kids looks like, or what does the president of variety look like? What does you know the gay interior designers look like? Right if you just show up and you're authentic and you're just you, yep. then it's really all that the world requires of you because by just being present, being you, everything else kind of falls into place. Mm-hmm. It may not always go your way. Sometimes it doesn't always go my way or maybe my message didn't quite get there mm-hmm. where I wanted it to get to. But I just tell myself if I show up, I'm present, I'm authentic and I'm mm-hmm. honest, mm-hmm. then I, I can go to bed at night and know that, you know, I, I'm a good person mm-hmm. um, and I'm, 
doing the best that I can. And I don't hold any judgment on myself that I didn't do enough for that day. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't try to put that on me. I really believe that I try a hundred percent to give what I, what is possible in that day. And mm-hmm. some days maybe it's 50%, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't, go home at night and go, you should have done better. Or, you know, you didn't mm-hmm. get enough. You missed your workout. You know, you missed, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't do this. I was late picking up one of my kids from school. I, I mean, that's just, that's just life. And that's just going to happen. And you're doing the best that and you I'm can. And I'm doing the best that I can. And, yeah. you know, and if those out there that, you know, want to judge and there's plenty of them, mm-hmm. then that is their shit that they got to work it on. It is their shit. <laughs> and, and to quote Dr. Sarah Brodsky, thank you for your J. Thank you for your judgment. You know, yeah. show up, judge, do, 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 right. do you. And if part of you is the judgment, cool. Right. But I'm going to be over here doing, doing my, my thing. thing. Right. And part of your thing, David, that is really, really cool is you are a voice for a lot of kids in, in surrounding communities that do not have a voice. And because of your willingness to not hide to be fully present with what goes on in underserved communities where there is little access to things that kids need because of your willingness to be a visible resource. You know, you are contributing in, in massive ways to these kids. And that, that personally, I thank you for, but I've witnessed the benefits of it. But a lot of that is the conscious decision to not hide. That's courage and it's also vulnerability. Right. I, I, you know, I show up to, you know, to the schools that we hand out food um, in Pontiac, Michigan, um, every Friday. And it, that is probably the most rewarding thing that I do all week because it, it's, you know, it's our fifth year, I believe. And, you know, these kids who are like, Mr. David, and they're high five in, and they want to hug. They want to see what cool shoes Mr. David's wearing. Of course they and, do. <laughs> and so, um, you know, and I, and I just, I like to be that positive influence. Like, you know what, you work hard, you go to school, you, you know, you can get out of the situation that you're in. You don't have to repeat the cycle of, you know, and, and no judgment on that family because, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're in positions. They're doing that, the best that they can They're doing can the too. best that they yep. can. And, you know, and it's, they don't have the resources and they don't have the financial means to basically feed their own children. So to be able to do, do that. So these kids show up on Monday with clear heads and they're not all foggy because, you know, usually this food feeds the entire family for the whole weekend because these cupboards, and I've been to some of these homes, the cupboards are just bare. There's nothing mm. in the refrigerator. So we take so many things for granted mm-hmm. about, you know, I look, you try to teach my own children, you know, who want to grub hub every day, you know, right, <laughs> because right. my food's not good enough for them. And, of you know, course. so I take them to right. distribution with me to say, like, oh, happy these kids are just to have that, which, you know, it's apples and oranges because my kids are growing up in a different environment, right. but I try to show them, you know, how fortunate they are. It by helping these kids because who are here's the flip side because here's the yep. flip here and I would never say it to my children but there's where you could have been I mean this could have been your life that's a reality yeah 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 so your willingness to expose them to um, the other realities out there is is amazing and and you know sometimes as parents we just um, we get caught up in the day to day and we're busy and we're on the wheel of life and we don't step off the wheel long enough to do what you do you know to say you know i want my kids to have a glimpse into like you just said what it could have been mm-hmm. what their lives could have been um the fact that there's some kid out there that doesn't even know what grubhub means right. you know that 
at this point is not going to be able to spend 30 bucks on lunch. Right. Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, so I commend you and applaud you for your willingness to be visible in the arena of um, awareness because that's, um, that's a stretch for a lot of folks. I mean, I think people have that in their minds that, okay, I want to be a part of something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it means stepping outside of the day-to-day confines of, you, of your world and, and jumping in for a minute and, and rolling up your sleeves and getting really close to it. Well, it's, it's, it's so comfortable for people to live their life with blinders on and just you know move through their life in a direct location and not look left or right. And, you know, for those people, I mean, that's okay too. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. but it, you know, I, I would, I would challenge them to try to st- take a step outside of their comfort zone and just do one thing, just try one thing that you have always thought of doing mm-hmm. and give yourself the courage. Don't judge yourself and maybe you screw it up the first time, but that's okay. Yeah. And try it and, and try and try the second time. It'll get easier. And I think that you can then start taking big, big, bigger steps outside of your comfort zone. And I think that's how you grow as people. One thing that you just said really, really struck me as, as just a, um, an, a really powerful and potent message for someone who's listening right, that, right now is, uh, or at any time, is just um, being willing to accept your screw-up as just part of the journey, the ride, whatever we're going to call it. And something that you exemplify that is notable is that you don't judge yourself for what you've decided that you haven't done that day or that, you know, you didn't do as well as you thought. And that pearl of wisdom goes a long way, you know, just try it and be okay with the screw up that might Mm -hmm. happen as a result of just trying it. So absolutely. I mean, I can count more screw ups that I probably made than not, but you know, I, 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 I showed up, I tried, I put myself in, in a position that I normally would not have. And, you know, and I, I think that's just how I get a little stronger each day. And, you know, I, I welcome any challenge now. I don't run away from them like I right. would have done in the past because what if I'm not perfect at it? What if I don't do a great job or, you know, what if all the what ifs. Right. So now I don't have a what if, I just say, bring it on. Bring it. And, and so, again, there's a very um, meaningful and potent message because we live in a very performance-driven society. And there's a lot that goes into, um, there's a lot that we're teaching our kids, the way we're coaching our kids, the way we're mentoring our kids, and um, that in the messages that we deliver to our young folks, there isn't a lot of bandwidth for screwing up. And so there's more of a keep doing it until you get it perfect. And what you just hit on is is an, a massive jewel because the keep doing it until you get it perfect sounds great, but it it's also not really where where the big stuff happens. It's not where the juice is. No. It's not. It's the do it create joy and lightness with it and be the joy and the lightness and, and also be in the allowance of your own screw ups. Right. Because of what, what, and what is perfect, you know, right. do it over, do it over till it's perfect. Well, what is perfect? Everything, everyone's definition of perfection is different. Mm-hmm. So if you just do it and you do it well for mm-hmm. yourself, right. Right. Then that's all that's matter. Yeah. Yeah. And just jump in and do jump it. Jump in and do it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, that's a really valuable message because I, I think that again, in this performance um, kind of based world that we live in, um, there's so much of an emphasis on perfection and not so much what goes into just the learning and the growing and the stretching, which does encompass a lot of the the mistakes and the screw ups and whatnot. So David, I really want to thank you again for just being in this space with me today, sharing with listeners, you know, your, um, the road that you've traveled, the road that you've traveled with Jeffrey, the road that you've put your children on and continue to put your children on and how you are of service to this community through the example of courage and vulnerability. And that all comes through in this conversation. And I know it's something that the listeners will take with them. So I thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. So as we start to bring things to a close, I want to share another, um, I must be on a Brene Brown kick today (laughs) because, well, so um, it's a quote that I came across and just kind of gearing up for the show and formulating some ideas. And so it goes like this, vulnerability is not knowing victory or defeat. It's understanding the necessity for both. It's engaging. It's being all in. So, you know, as, as I, as we begin to kind of wrap things up and, and I leave you this week, folks, I would really love for you to consider what being all in means for you. What does that mean in the, in the, in terms of who you are carving out um, that you want to be and what does your commitment look like? You know, are you honoring the stirrings within and are you committing to a vision? Even if it's just the daydream, even if it's just the fleeting moment, um, what does it look like? And if you go into that reality that you are considering initiating or um, putting into motion, what does that look what could it look like and what could it give you access to? Um, what could it generate and create for the other people around you? And um, what would it mean for you to carve out this new reality that creates ease, that does create possibility, that creates um, the change that you've always wanted to be, but um, you denied yourself access to? So what could all that look like as a result of being all in So I really, really encourage you this week and challenge you to consider all of this in the context of my conversation today with David King. So grateful for your time. So grateful for everything that you've brought um, to our listeners. And so I encourage you each and every day, each and every moment to be in the space of possibility and to make each new day, folks, a creation of a new you. I'm Liz Tupling. This is a new you on the Empowerment Channel. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. A new you with Liz Tupling can be heard every Friday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a life-changing week.